The Federal Reserve's sometimes controversial program of quantitative easing, or QE2, comes to an end in 15 days. Under the program, the Fed bought $600 billion in U.S. Treasury bonds in an effort to keep interest rates low and spur economic growth. Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke gave QE2 tepid support at his news conference last April. We were very clear from the beginning that while we thought this was an important step, this was not going to be a panacea, that it was only going to turn the economy in the right direction. Was Bernanke right? Did QE2 turn the economy in the right direction? To find out, we turn to Lawrence White, professor of economics at NYU Stern School of Business. Welcome to the Financial 411. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, What were the goals of QE2? Bernanke talked about turning the economy in the right direction. How was the program supposed to do that? Well, it's uh, standard, despite all the uh, hoopla uh, and special name, it was basically very conventional monetary policy. By buying treasury bonds, the Federal Reserve was releasing money into the economy. This was going to uh, keep interest rates lower than they probably otherwise would have been, uh, encourage banks to lend more, encourage uh, borrowers to be more ready to borrow, uh, basically try to uh, get the economy moving in uh, a growth direction. And did QE2 meet these goals? Did banks actually take the money they got from the federal government and turn around and lend it out? You always have to compare to what you think otherwise would have been the case. And I think the answer is yes, that there was more lending. The banks were not just sitting on sitting on the cash. Uh, they were they were out lending more than otherwise would have been the case. I think the economy would have been in more serious difficulties had the QE2 not happened. The thing that gets me about these huge, expensive government programs is that it's always difficult to tell for sure whether it worked. Does that annoy you as an economist? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, what, you, what can I say, an occupational hazard. We're always having to deal with what happened as compared with what might have otherwise happened. In There's a, a fancy uh, economist's term for that, the counterfactual. The factual is what we saw. The counterfactual is what otherwise might have happened. And what otherwise might have happened in QE2's absence? Well, I think the economy would have uh, slowed even more. We wouldn't have had the decrease in unemployment, the modest but still noticeable decrease in unemployment that, in fact, we did see. Uh, You know, there was some growth. There was some progress. Uh, There was uh, a reduction in unemployment, which is terrifically important, and I don't think that would have happened, uh, wouldn't have happened as soon, wouldn't have happened to as great an extent uh, without QE2. So you think QE2 worked, but it also has had its critics. What were their concerns? Well, they're mostly worried that by expanding the money supply sooner or later, this is going to mean inflation in the U.S. economy. QE2 is slated to end on June 30th. Considering this news and the state of the economy today, um, continuing high unemployment figures, do we need QE3? Well, 
you know, that's a tough one. Uh, interest rates are already pretty low, but I think in any event, it isn't going to happen because uh, Mr. Bernanke has absorbed a great deal of criticism already, and he does not have a unanimous or near unanimous group of Federal Reserve presidents to support him. The, the status quo prevails when he can't get a near unanimity. So if no QE3, is the Fed out of ideas? What other things I'm afraid could... that they're not, you know, the Fed has really only a limited uh, range of tools. They are all related to monetary policy, uh, to the ability to expand the money supply or contract the money supply. Lawrence White is professor of economics at NYU Stern School of Business. Thanks for joining us on the 411. Thank you for inviting me. Stocks ended the day sharply lower as unrest in Greece further destabilized global financial markets. Major indexes had their biggest drop since June 1st. The Dow dumped 179 points to close below 12,000, 11,897. The S&P dropped 22 points to 1,265. The Nasdaq shed 47 points to 2,631. This is WNYC.